0: Hey, this is Beth Nelson. I serve as the lead pastor at Pray Heights Community Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for listening today. I hope this motivates you. I hope it builds your faith and helps you connect with Christ and a church family at Pray Heights. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, everyone. It is great to be together. We're in week number two of a series, Simple, Simple. Not easy. My husband Kyle and I, we're going to be celebrating 10 years of marriage coming up in a couple months. Thanks. Yeah, that is a big deal. That is a big deal. And I'm an a adventurer and so we'll be sure to celebrate that because it's 10 years and um, my husband Kyle will be watching our budget, but I'll be like, come on, let's go celebrate all that. God's son in 10 years. But the point of the story is 10 years ago when I got married to my husband Kyle, who's a farmer, when I told my mom that I would never marry a farmer. I also told her I'd never go to church again unless it's wedding or funeral. So there's that. And uh, what I thought about farming 10 years ago was there's two seasons. There's a planting season and there's a harvest season and you just like plant some seeds, and then they grow, and then you harvest them. Real simple. What I thought was real simple. 10 years later, I'm like, you know what? It sounds pretty simple. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. There is a whole lot that goes into farming. And not only just the conditions and the environment, but there's a whole lot that goes in to farming. Pretty simple. Not easy. Sometimes because of how we grew up or maybe our past church experience, we can think of church and we can think complicated. We can think all these unwritten rules and these mark boxes that you have to check in order to arrive somewhere. And if you want to fit in, you have to do these certain things or you have to dress this certain way. Or maybe like, for example, even the Bible. The Bible in itself can be very complicated, right? And we can choose to make that even more complicated. You know, 66 books written by numerous different authors. It's not even in chronological order. And understanding God's word in the Bible can be very complicated. And that's just one example of that. Our goal at Pray Heights is to teach biblical truths in an applicable way each and every week. That you and I can take the biblical truths and we can do something with them and we can live that out the rest of the week. At Prairie Heights we believe that it really, really matters to keep it simple. It really, really matters to keep it simple and that's why we have one simple mission and that's to connect those apart from God with Christ in a church family. And we do everything we can to keep it very simple. And as you and I, as we live out that mission together, it really, really matters who we're becoming, who you and I are becoming as people in our walk with God and as followers of Christ. Uh, we have simplified who we are becoming by defining four different behaviors that help us as we continue to go on this journey together and, and we continue to stride towards who we're becoming and who God wants you and I to become individually and together as a church family. And and to be honest, like that's one of the things I love most about a journey with Jesus, is that there's no arrival spot. That there's, there's no like, oh, one day I'm gonna know it all, I'm gonna have it all figured out, I'm gonna live it all out perfectly, and I'll have arrived, right? And sometimes that can be a little overwhelming, But I really love that because that just means that you and I are on the journey together. And we have this mindset of like we are going towards becoming people. We're always going to be working towards becoming people that are pursuing Jesus. That's one of the four. The second one is that we're going to become people who choose community. That we're going to become people who give generously and who reach One more. Today, we're going to talk about pursuing Jesus, that we are becoming people who pursue Jesus. And as we get into this, I want you to know that God pursues you till your very last breath. When we sang that song just now, whew, goodness of God, that God is going to come after you, He's going to pursue you until your very last breath. And you know when it gets really exciting is when you and I receive that truth and we say yes to a relationship with Jesus, then we can choose to pursue. We can become people who pursue Jesus and that relationship, who understand that our relationship with Jesus is just that, it's a relationship. And in order to have a healthy, thriving relationship with Jesus, we would mirror and do the same things in our relationship with Jesus that we would do in a relationship that really matters to us, that's healthy and thriving in our world, right? And with those people. You know, it's really simple to say I do at the altar. In a lot of ways, it's really simple to stand up and say I do, to make a lot of verbal commitments. It's not easy, it's not easy to build A healthy, thriving marriage year after year after year after year. It's simple to sign that lease with your best friend because you're so excited to move in together. It's going to be a party all day, every day. It is not easy to confront the excessive messiness of your best friend. I'm the messy one in this scenario if you go back to college. So, hey, Teresa, if you're watching, sorry about that. (laughs) It's not easy to have business, or sorry, it's simple, it's simple. I skipped ahead. It's simple to have business relationships. It's simple to have business relationships, to have surface relationships, right? It's not easy to be vulnerable and available. It's not easy to be vulnerable, to be available to the people in our life. It's simple, to physically be present at home with our kids, right? If you're a parent, it's, it's simple to physically be in the same room as your family and as your kids. It's not easy to emotionally engage, to be present with them on an emotional and spiritual level, not to just be present physically. It's simple, in a lot of ways it's simple, To say yes to Christ, to make that commitment to have a relationship with Jesus, that can be simple, it's not easy to live out. Simple to say yes, not easy to follow. And that's where the journey gets so exciting, that's where the pursuit begins to happen, is that you and I would pursue that relationship with Jesus, and we would pursue it so passionately, because we know that as we pursue that relationship with Jesus, we continue to become whole. Because Jesus is at the center of our life. You know, to make it even more complicated, I know that uh, some of you grew up in a church setting where in your teen years and you had this list of classes to complete, and it was like you, at some point when you completed all these classes, you graduated. And at that point when you graduated, it felt like, and or assumptions were made, or it was just part of your story that, you know what, you're done. And so the pursuit didn't need to happen any longer. You've completed and you've graduated your classes and your courses. And so if you're honest with yourself, you look back at your journey and your story, and if you would say like, yeah, I think like I stopped pursuing Jesus at that point because I felt like I was done. Or on the flip side, and I'm gonna offend a lot of people with this, and it's okay, because we all love each other. I'm just gonna say it, and then we're gonna keep working at what God has for us today, okay? Uh, You grew up believing that it's the church's job to feed you spiritually. Okay, like that's just truth. That some people, you grew up believing that it was the church's job to feed you spiritually. That actually, throughout your experience, you were rewarded for being a consumer of what you experienced. And maybe part of you, some of that experience led to great years of pursuing. That is very likely. And maybe though, for some of you, Even though there was like this pursuit talked about regularly, you're not sure if you've ever actually felt that in your soul. If you're to be honest with yourself, you're not sure that you've actually felt a personal pursuit and ownership of your relationship with Jesus that you take so incredibly seriously. And now, both of those scenarios, it's like no, we don't need to, there's no blame, and there's nothing bad with classes, there's nothing bad with going and and listening to a sermon where maybe you didn't understand anything, but you left and you're like, wow, that was so deep, because you didn't understand it, it was too complicated. But you're like, whoa, that must be deep, because I don't get it. Now, here's what I want you to know. Biblical knowledge is so important for you and I to pursue Jesus. We need to have biblical knowledge. And pursuing Jesus is so much more than just intellectual faith. It's so much more than just knowing. It's so much more than just completing classes. And that's what's so exciting, and that our pursuit of Jesus. Is filled with biblical knowledge. It's also filled with intimacy in a relationship. And then it's filled with these Holy Spirit moments where we obey the Holy Spirit in our life. Like we saw last week, we had 16 people spontaneously get dunked the day of. That is incredible. 16 people pre-planned to get baptized. 16 people on the day of decided to get baptized because the Holy Spirit was moving in their life, and they chose to pursue Jesus in that moment. And when we pursue Jesus together as a church family, you know what I think happens? I think more Sundays like last Sunday happen. And here's what God told me. God said, you bring your effort to the table, and I'm gonna double it. You bring what you can, give everything you have, and I'm gonna double it. God's in the business of taking our obedience taking our faith and multiplying it. And when we get real serious about pursuing Jesus, together as a church family, we get to experience great impact for God's kingdom. And here's one thing I need to promise you, just so we're super clear. Never, ever, ever, ever in the entirety of any of the years that you are part of Prairie Heights, will you ever get everything that you need to live a full life with Jesus in one hour on a Sunday? It's never gonna happen. Everything that you and I need to live a fully alive walk with Jesus, to pursue Jesus intimately and personally own our relationship, It's not gonna be fulfilled in one hour a week. And that is beautiful. That is awesome, because do you know what that means? That Jesus is with us 24 seven. That Jesus is with you all the time. That you have access to Jesus when you're sitting at your desk at work. When you're parenting your kid when you're having conflict with that neighbor across the street, in your everyday life, Jesus is with you. And together we wanna be people who are becoming, people who are passionate about pursuing Jesus daily. And through that pursuit, God's going to meet you in every one of those circumstances. And I don't know, he might change you. I don't know, he might change the way you would react on your own. The health of our spiritual life reflects maturity when our walk isn't defined by one hour a week. That walk is a walk of healthy, thriving spiritual maturity. So at Prairie Heights, we're gonna be participants of God's church, not consumers. We're gonna be a part of it. We're gonna participate in what God is doing. We're not just gonna sit back and be consumers. And part of that participation, like I said, is taking very seriously our personal relationship with Jesus and owning that relationship. Our goal would be to continue to grow and being self-fed. That we begin, you know, a lot of times at the end of our messages, we've got next steps. The goal would be that, that you lean into that, that we all lean into that, and that we begin to make our spiritual life happen seven days a week. And that's where our pursuit of Jesus is just so important, that you and I would passionately pursue Jesus daily, that we would fall in love with Jesus, that we would learn to obey him, that we would learn to understand his voice over the other voices in our life, that we would obey his commands and invite others along with us. Really, when you think about that, uh, it's a great commission, it's what Jesus talked about. He commissioned us as disciples and examples of his to go out, to go out and to live out the commands that he taught us, and then to bring others along on the journey, and then to teach them to obey him, and to follow his commands. You know, I've been a follower of Jesus now, I don't know, somewhere around, now I'm thinking, now I'm second guessing, I don't know, 12, 14 years. (laughs) 12 years about I've been a follower of Jesus. And without a doubt, right at the beginning, like, it, God was just moving and stirring in my life, and it was like one thing after the next was changing, and, and all this life change was happening on the inside, and you could see it in my life. And there became seasons throughout my journey where there are dry seasons, and if you've been following Jesus for any amount of time, you've got seasons where you can't hear, you can't hear God. And you're like, God, where are you? And sometimes in those seasons, I know for me, I I had a tendency to withdraw. And here's what that looked like for me, and I don't know about you today, I don't know where you are today, I want you to reflect on that. In the moments that were maybe spiritually dry, I'll say that, what I did is I said, uh, Jesus, I'm no longer gonna pursue you, I'm actually like, think about being in a car together. Jesus, actually, I'm gonna just tell you to go in the back seat and I'm gonna drive. And so there have been moments of my spiritual journey where I've said, I'm going to drive. I know what's best. You know what? Like, I'm kind of tired of waiting to hear, or I just, I don't have clarity on where you want me to go, so I'll just go, and I'll drive, and I'll figure out the destination. I'll plug it in to Google Maps. I'll make sure we get there, and uh, Jesus, you could just pat me on the back whenever you want. And I gotta tell you, when I look back at some of those seasons and and right now to be living a season where Holy Spirit is just super clear and close and my soul is so at peace and I feel like I am more passionate than ever to pursue Jesus and because I've chosen in different seasons to take the wheel and be the driver and I look back at those seasons and, and I realize how much of a void I felt in that, and I realized how much turmoil I was feeling and how much better it is when I just follow and when I choose to continue to consistently pursue Jesus, that now, today, I crave that time with Jesus in a way that I haven't before. I crave getting to know, Jesus, where do you wanna take me? Jesus, what do you wanna tell me? I can't get the Carrie Underwood song out of my head, Jesus Take the Wheel. Uh, I know, but it's real, right? (laughs) It's like sometimes we find ourselves in the driver's seat and Jesus is saying, I never asked you to drive. I never asked you to drive. I just asked you to follow. Where are you at in that today? What does it look like to pursue Jesus in such a way that you say, Jesus, take the wheel. I'll sit in the back. I'll sit in the passenger side. In John fifteen we we're gonna dive into some scripture here and this is what Jesus told his disciples. And he explained a, an analogy to help us understand what our relationship with him should look like. In John fifteen four, it says, remain in me, Jesus is talking, as I also remain in you. That reminds us, Jesus, he remains in us. When we invite him in and we have a relationship with him, he's with us all the time. He's inviting us, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Uh, did you know that apple trees can actually survive and not produce any apples? Does anybody have an apple tree? that has been in their yard where certain seasons it didn't produce any fruit, it didn't produce any apples? Well, here's the thing, it goes without saying that most apple tree fruiting problems can be avoided by growing healthy trees. That's pretty brilliant, (laughs) pretty brilliant. Obviously, a healthy apple tree will produce more fruit than a sick tree. Again, thank you. Optimal conditions for your tree and a regular maintenance schedule will help your tree produce the most fruit possible. There's a point to this. So there's three things that can cause an apple tree to not have fruit. The first one is climate issues. Climate issues can affect your apple tree and it will not produce fruit. Environment, set another way. The environment that you put yourself in, the things that you watch, the people that you're around, the circumstances of your life can affect the way that you pursue Jesus, if you let it. The environment and the circumstances that are in your life can affect how you're pursuing Jesus. The second thing on an apple tree, that it says in order for fruit to be produced, most trees must be pollinated. Most trees must be pollinated. Said another way, in order for you to have fruit, to have results, spiritual results in your life, your walk is gonna increase, your pursuit of Jesus will increase if you bring other people who are pursuing Jesus around you if you have other people in your life who are just as passionate at pursuing Jesus as you, you are going to have healthy fruit, healthy results from the life that you're living. The third thing, that an apple tree without fruit may not be getting enough sun or water, may not be getting enough sun or water, may, isn't being taken care of. Said another way, our pursuit of Jesus is drastically impacted by how much we feed ourselves, by how much we dig into God's Word on our own and read God's Word, by how much we spend time silently, quietly in prayer, on our way to work, when we get up in the morning, when we go to bed at night. Our relationship with Jesus and the health and the results of that relationship are affected by our environment and when we're pursuing Jesus, what kind of environments are we putting ourselves in? And when we're pursuing Jesus, are we more concerned about our circumstance or are we more concerned about pursuing Jesus? Do we get distracted by our circumstance or defeated by our circumstance or are we more concerned about pursuing Jesus? pollination? Are we being around other people who are pursuing Jesus? Are we inviting them into our life so that we are most influenced by people who are pursuing Jesus? And are you, are you feeding yourself? Are you getting enough sun? Are you getting enough water? Are you feeding your soul spiritually? Let's go on in the reading in John 15, 5 through 8. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches." If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Do you see how Jesus, like, that's a promise. That's a a spiritual truth. He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. The results of that kind of life, of being connected to the vine, has spiritual impact, has spiritual influence, has spiritual fruit. And then he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. It can't be any clearer. So if you're a follower of Christ, we've got one option, pursue Jesus. Because apart from him, any of the results that we produce in this life are dead. Because it says, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. When there are godly results to your life, not worldly results, But when there are godly results to your life, you can have confidence that you are connected to the vine. You can be confident that you know your place in the story. I like to tell myself that a lot. Beth, recognize your place in the story. You're a follower before you're a leader. You're a follower of Jesus Christ who is the leader of your life and out of that you will lead. Do you need to be reminded of your place in the story today? That out of humility, you would pursue Jesus with everything you have so that he could continue to use your life to bear much fruit. He has you placed exactly where you are on purpose for a purpose, you might not like it, but there's a reason that he's doing the things he's doing in your life. You know, one of the ways that as a staff we pursue Jesus together is we have a team devotional time and it's every Thursday morning. Right now we're going through the book of Proverbs. And this one stood out to me this last Thursday. It's Proverbs 20, it's verse four. It says, sluggards do not plow in season. So at harvest time they look but find nothing. Sluggards do not plow in season, so at harvest time they look but find nothing. See, coming back to farming, you got to know how to cultivate the soil. You have to know what seeds to plant and how to care for that ground. And when you care for the ground and when the environment is just right and you get enough sun and you get enough rain and you don't get too much rain and you don't get too much sun cuz hasn't that been the life of farming right the last couple of years in this area too much rain one year not enough the next and what happens when environment when we haven't planned and cultivated the soil the harvest the harvest doesn't have good yield look at that 10 years Now I know what I'm talking about just a little, just a little about farming. But do you get that? That if you and I don't take seriously some of these components about what it takes to pursue Jesus, if we don't take seriously our environment, how we're feeding ourselves, how we're surrounded by other people who are passionately pursuing Jesus, how the harvest of our life, The fruit of our life, what's gonna come out as a result of our life, the legacy of our life. It's gonna be one of two things it's gonna be godly or it's not. It's pretty black and white because Jesus said, Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And so, why does this matter so much? Why does it matter that you and I passionately pursue Jesus? Because I want us to have a great harvest and a harvest that overflows. And you know what's so amazing is that the harvest is coming. And when I say harvest in that way, I mean mean people. I mean people who are living apart from Christ, living apart from God that are wanting to be connected with Christ in a church family, and it's beautiful to be a part of. You and I, we must first remain in Jesus. Our foundational relationship before anything else must be our relationship with Jesus. Because out of that relationship, then everything else can come. But without that relationship, anything else that gets produced is just of our world or our culture, and it doesn't have godly influence. That following Jesus isn't just a one-time decision or a moment, not even a moment when you got dunk. Like, that's amazing. It's incredible, and, and we'll celebrate that all the time. I told our team last week, I'm like, let's do baptism again on Sunday. (laughs) They're like, can we have a little more time for planning? I love that. And now the journey begins. And now the following begins. When we obey the Holy Spirit, and that's not just getting dunked, when you obey the Holy Spirit in a small moment, when you're on the phone with a friend, when you're out to coffee, when you're having lunch with that business partner, when you obey the Holy Spirit in that moment, the following begins. The following continues. The multiplication is coming. And that's the walk. It's the daily pursuit. The healthiest marriages and healthiest friendships include a healthy pursuit from each person, right? When we get it right, When we have a healthy, thriving marriage, it means that each partner, spouse, each spouse is pursuing each other. You know what it looks like to pursue my husband? Doing the laundry and doing the dishes. That is a pursuit. Like, he will fall in love with me all over again if I do all the laundry and do all the dishes. He's like, whoa, you are so sexy. (laughs) For real, that has happened. And I was in sweats and a (laughs) t-shirt. You know what it looks like for him to pursue me? It looks like being intentional about taking me out on a date, planning it all, getting a sitter. That's a pursuit, he's pursuing me. I'm pursuing him. Doesn't matter if we like those things or not. It's about a relationship. The same is true for your relationship with Jesus. He pursues you. That part's already happening. He's in you, and when you choose to have relationship with Jesus, now it's your responsibility to pursue Jesus. And together as a church family, we're gonna pursue Jesus. We're gonna ask ourselves, where's Jesus? Where is he leading us? Where are these Holy Spirit moments that we can capture and we can expose what God is doing? It's not what we're doing, it's what God is doing. And when we pursue Jesus like that together, the results of that are unmatched, and it's incredible. So how can we pursue Jesus? How can we pursue Jesus? Number one, these get a little cheesy, so hang on. Number one, share a love note with Jesus through prayer. Share a love note. Write in your journal. Write down a prayer, because you're in a relationship with Jesus. So write them a love note. Tell them what you're thankful for, what you're grateful for. What you're so thankful he brought you through that you just need him to know that God without you, I couldn't have gotten through this. Thank you, God. Write a love note to Jesus. Second one, take Jesus out to dinner. This is cheesy. By feeding your soul with regular Bible reading. Do it. How do you feed your soul? You get into God's word so that you can be led by his word by his voice over other people's voices take jesus out on a date feed your soul by getting into god's word download the u version bible app read plans read the verse of the day third one regularly say i love you by living your life in a way that people who experience you knows you love something more than yourself simple love people Serve and sacrifice for people. That's a way to say I love you to God. It's a way to pursue God is when you laid on your life for other people. The fourth thing, show up and bring others along with you. So keep coming on Sundays. This is a part of it. I know I talked about earlier. This isn't it, but this is a big part of it because we get to celebrate together as a church family what God is doing and pray that the Holy Spirit would meet you every single week and give you courage and strength and empower you to go out and to pursue Jesus 24 seven. So here's some simple next steps for you and I this week. Simple next steps, number one. What I want you to do is I want you to have a DTR with Jesus, define the relationship. Okay, while you're spending some time with him, I want you to define the relationship. Where are you at with Jesus? If you're lukewarm, get off the lukewarm train. Get in. Pursue Jesus. Pursue Jesus. Don't be lukewarm anymore. There's things God wants to do in your life and through your life. But you've got to actively pursue him so that what's coming out of you is more of him and less of you. Number two, pick one of the ways that I just talked about to pursue Jesus daily and do it. Pick just one. Just pick one of those and actually do it. Actually, do it. If you need accountability, ask a friend before you leave today. Someone sit next to you. Say, hey, I really want to do this because I feel it in the moment and I don't want to forget. So I'm going to tell you about it. And then next Sunday, will you sit in the same spot so I can tell you about it again? That's what church family does. I'm going to close with Romans 12 1 and 2. I'm just going to talk through this as we close. So here's what I want you to do God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. When we pursue Jesus, we're real good about just laying down our life. It's easier to lay down our life because we've got the power of the Holy Spirit in us. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you. He develops well-formed maturity in you. Let's be on the walk of spiritual, emotional maturity together. And that requires us to pursue Jesus, that we are becoming people who pursue Jesus daily, 24-7. And let's be on that ride together. I'm so thankful that we're on the ride and the journey together. Let me pray. God, you are so faithful. I pray that you met each person exactly where they're at. And God, I pray that your voice becomes so much louder than any other voice in their life. And that as we as followers of you, God, as we passionately pursue you. God, would you make it so clear what it is that you want for us, how you want us to use our life and our gifts and our talents. And God, we just praise you for what you're doing in our midst. We thank you, God, for the 32 lives that you changed right before our eyes, that we got to be a part of what an honor. And so with humility, God, we say thank you that we get to be on this ride together. What a privilege. Jesus, do the things that you want to do in and through us. You get all the credit and all the glory. We love you. And we thank you so much. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to Prairie Heights. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prairieheights.com slash give for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Prairie Heights. Thank you for listening.